you're listening to Different Things Can Be Sad. Hello and welcome to Different Things Can Be Sad, a podcast where it's cool to care about Trump and Taylor Swift. We are your hosts, Yasmin Lomax and Micah Han, and you are tuning in for the very first full-length episode of the podcast. Yay! Yay. Oh, that was such like a sad <laughs> yay. That was like a sarcastic yay. We're, we're genuinely happy to be here. I we swear. are. I swear. Um, so yeah, for our first episode, we're gonna be talking. Micah, what are you gonna be talking about? I'm gonna be talking about women entering politics um, after Trump came into power, but also post the Me Too movement. And in particular, I'm going to be talking about Cynthia Nixon, a.k.a. Miranda from Sex in the City. I can totally get behind this. Um, and I am also going to be talking about Beyonce's Coachella performance, uh, also called Baychella. Maybe it's Beachella. I don't really know. Knows. I've just read this on the Internet. So like to me, it looks like Baychella, but I wouldn't call her Beyonce. So if it's Beachella, maybe shoot us a message and say, why are you so dumb? Hit us up on Twitter. We will give you our hand. But first, what have you been up to this week, Micah? Fill me in. Well, it's our last week of classes <sighs> in Boston. Yeah. It's real sad. I know. Um, so the week's been filled with writing papers and figuring out what I'm packing, what I'm not packing, but also trying to get in that last like little bit of Boston in as much as I can so I'm trying to go to different neighborhoods I've been trying all the food that I've been told I should eat Ooh, like what? I went to uh, Flower Bakery and had their sticky bun which apparently Ooh. is supposed to be very good I thought it was okay oh oh I know okay. controversial opinion no, don't sponsor sorry Flower us, Bakery um, we did like your Boston cream oh, pie oh your though. Boston cream pie we is great we liked it a lot yeah mm-hmm. but yeah just writing away and also eating a lot of stuff apparently that sounds like extremely productive I have been doing none of that because I'm in a really lazy mood. Um, on Monday we had the Boston Marathon, so mm-hmm. I went to cheer on the winner. Um, it was it was exciting. It was also kind of like sad because I couldn't help think, you know what, that that could be me if I bothered to work out and didn't eat Duncan Hines frosting for lunch, but or ice cream for dinner. I I do that. Sometimes I eat it for breakfast. Ooh. Yeah, I had some uh, the Tonight Dough at Jimmy Fallon for breakfast the other day. I don't regret it at all. And then I went up to New York for a couple days. Um, I went to the David Bowie exhibition in Brooklyn, which I definitely recommend mm-hmm. if you are there. It sounds really pretentious. I'm not sure you go to like the David Bowie exhibition or the Brooklyn Museum. If you can if go in, in the New next York. like um, couple days. Yeah, I think oh, it ends in God. July maybe. There you go. Um, but it is it is beautiful. I really really recommend that. Um, and I also went to the opening night of the Tribeca Film Fest. And I saw the world premiere of Love Gilda, a documentary about SNL legend Gilda Radner. And it was amazing. Uh, Robert De Niro was there to do a little speechy speech at the beginning. And so was Tina Fey. Uh, Billy Crystal was also in the room. I I didn't see him, but he was allegedly there Mm -hmm. um, as the world's biggest When Harry Met Sally fan. I probably would have exploded if I saw him. But yeah, that was that was my fantastic week, and now I am back in Boston to record this podcast. So for the politics segment of the podcast this month, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about women entering politics in a post-Trump and post-Me Too world. 
Um, sounds kind of sad, but I think it's actually really awesome and empowering. Yes, because different things cannot just be sad. But they can be awesome. Exactly. That is the moral of our podcast. It is. Um, <laughs> and the reason why I wanted to talk about it this um, this month specifically is that Cynthia Nixon is uh, running to be the Democratic nominee for governor of New York. Whoa, Miranda. It's very exciting. What you doing? Um, she has this very progressive platform, which is really cool. Um, she's trying. She wants to legalize marijuana, which is kind of late considering we're doing that in Canada already. But and exciting. It's legal in Massachusetts, right? And it's legal yeah. in Massachusetts. Um, but it's cool, and she's really like wanting to change um, New York, especially because a lot of stuff is kind of failing right now. The subways barely work. Oh my um, gosh! I saw this like hilarious tweet the other day that was like. Can someone fix New York subway? No, I don't live there or anything, but just so that they have something else to tweet about. <laughs> I'm like, I feel that. Yeah, definitely uh, not the best yeah. subway in the world. Um, she's really doing like a city first message, which is pretty cool. What's that? Um, so she, New York City itself is about 8 million people um, in a state that's 19 million people. So quite a few, few people. Yes. Like um, <laughs> close to half. Um and so she's kind of wants to get things changed in the city and not just help the people who live in the more rural parts of New York. And is that what's happening currently? They're currently more focused they're on. they're moving a lot of the budget away from the city to other projects like industrial things. Right, okay. Um, fixing roads, which is very important, but like also the subway. Um, <laughs> okay, so what else is Cynthia Nixon talking about? Um,. She's also looking at, like, a very broad thing. She, one of the things she wants to do is end mass incarceration, and there's a question of, like, how much she can actually do that, considering she's a state governor. But in the states, they have quite a bit of power as governors, so that could be really interesting. So how could you go about ending mass incarceration, or what is that? Why is it an issue? Um, so currently, a lot of people um, go to jail for not really violent offenses, um, mostly African-American people, but also um, Latinx people as well. Um, this started out in the war on drugs during way back in the Reagan administration, but also continued on by like Bill Clinton was very for um, incarcerating people who had minor drug offenses. So she, I think the legalizing marijuana goes hand in hand with the ending mass incarceration mm -hmm. because a lot of people who are in jail are there for minor possession of like maybe a bag of weed which really like doesn't harm anyone um none of the like offenses are really violent most of the time and you know what else i don't get about that is like literally every celebrity is like photographed like doing weed like they're on their instagrams they're like singing about it and stuff but like because it's like a rich white person that's somehow yeah. okay yeah um so that's really cool but i think there's two interesting things mm -hmm. about the cynthia nixon thing in context is one like the rise of celebrities wanting to be politicians yes okay i wanted to talk about that Let's yeah talk about that because it's interesting right because here's donald trump who is like a celebrity yeah and everyone was like well he's inexperienced he doesn't know what he's doing he's never had held office um he shouldn't be president also like all the awful things he does but that was a big complaint about him yeah. at the beginning and yet People are really excited for Oprah to become president, even though she yeah. has no experience. I, I mean, don't know. That was something like, yeah, I saw another post that was like that. And it was someone saying that, um, oh, yeah, I think like Oprah would be a great candidate. But like, isn't it a really sad state of affairs if in like 2020 we've got like 
two television stars mm. running against each other. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But like, I mean, just I, I, I feel annoyed for Oprah that she couldn't go for that opportunity because someone else who's has done that before, mm-hmm. which makes it look bad for her to do it. Like, I feel that's that's a little bit unfair. The other thing is, like, this isn't this isn't a new thing. Like, you know, Ronald Reagan yeah. was a he movie ran star. For other offices before that one. Yeah, you have like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was Governor the, of California. Yeah, so I mean, I feel like it's not a new thing. I feel like it's unfair to say that, like, just because you're a celebrity, you can't do that. But I think you really should have some level of experience yeah i think yeah. there's i think people forget that there's so much just knowledge required to yeah run a bureaucracy exactly. and the president runs the biggest one in yeah. the world almost and it's just kind of ridiculous to think that yes oprah can run her media corporation but yeah. i feel like if she doesn't if she like starts doing president boot camp i like Go vote for her, America. That would be I great. I love Oprah. Oprah is my absolute hero. If you're listening, mm-hmm. Oprah, I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, and actually, like, leading on to this, what I was going to ask was, how do you think Cynthia Nixon's character in Sex and the City would affect this vote? Because I feel like out of the four of them, mm-hmm. she, like, okay, so at the time it was always, like, terrible if you were the Miranda like mm-hmm. no one wanted to be the Miranda like you wanted to be the Carrie mm-hmm. I'm personally a Charlotte and I'm very comfortable with that mm-hmm. um but I mean I feel like if you wanted one of them to be president you'd want it to be Miranda she was like the successful lawyer and like she just really had her act together and I think like a lot of people associate such iconic characters with the actors so do mm-hmm. you think that would actually like lend in her favor rather than her being in a different show or a different character maybe i think it could be interesting like like i assume trump's like really good at frying people and like being very much in charge on the apprentice i saw that that when he um he he did it to kevin jonas which was very upsetting to me um but like that character must have helped him um like win over some people who aren't really engaged in politics yeah true know these famous faces and i think like from what I've seen, Cynthia Nixon's um, platform is really progressive and interesting and exciting. Yeah. Um, for an American, um, and that was kind of her voice in Sex yeah. in the City. So I feel like it might actually lend itself pretty well. So maybe there's a there's a positive and a negative side to celebrities doing yeah. it. It's that okay, maybe people will be questioning how much experience they have, but also there's a lot of people who are going to be swayed over by the characters they played mm-hmm. and. What ideas come with that? If they bring people into politics and people start talking about these issues, I think that's so important. I think that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about Cynthia Nixon is that she's not alone. Like, there's so many women joining politics right now Mm. um, because of um, Trump running and also because of the Me Too. It's kind of in conjunction. So in recent news, the 2018 midterm elections are happening. So basically... Every two years, the entire Congress has to change in the United States, okay. which is kind of intense. Um, and a bunch of the senators also have to change. So that election happens in November, but right now they're doing primaries to decide who gets to run okay, as yep. a Democrat or a Republican. I get you. And there's been a 100% increase in women running. So twice as many women. Okay, I was going to ask yeah. what 100% <laughs> increase is. Um, I'm really good at math, yeah. if you guys didn't realize. So twice so as many. Okay, yeah. Like, Twice as many women are running this year than they did in 2016. Wow, that's awesome. Isn't that amazing? I think that's really, I mean, 
you know, if they feel like it's out of necessity, that's that's kind of sucky. But yeah. like getting women involved in politics is always great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just Democrats. It's also Republican women who yeah. believe in Republican policies but don't believe that Trump should represent them as Republicans, which I think a lot of Republicans feel like that. I hope a lot of Republicans feel like that. Um, but, yeah, this isn't um, just that people are running. People also got elected. So last November 2017, there were a bunch of interim elections for seats that had become empty because they, like, changed. Um, they decided to step down. Okay. They became part of the cabinet yeah. or whatever. And a bunch of women ran. And some oh, really awesome. amazing women um, won and got in. So Danica Roman in Virginia became the first trans woman to be a lawmaker in Virginia. Wow, which is so cool. that's fantastic. I know. So there's actually quite a few um, trans men and women who became elected to like mayoral positions and um, state positions. My favorite is this woman named Ashley Bennett. Um, she was running in, I think it was Virginia. Um, no, it wasn't. It was on the East Coast. Um, New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Um, and her representative was in this town hall, and it was the day of the Women's March. And He's had this horrible comment. He said, um, will the women's protest be over in time for them to cook dinner? Uh, and so she was at this thing, and she was just so sad. shocked that this man who represented her just thought that her only duty in life was to be a wife and a mother. I know, right? That, like, I mean, that upsets me so much also because nothing for me will ever be over in time for me to cook dinner. I have never cooked dinner in my <laughs> life. Micah has seen me make an entire dinner in a microwave in, like, mm-hmm. three minutes, like, no stop bringing the cooking thing i am ending cooking that is it cooking is canceled 2018 stop using that as a thing for women i think it sucks yeah i know so ashley bennett had never run for any office before never had any political um aspirations and she decided she was going to run against this man who thought that woman didn't have a place anywhere except for the kitchen and she won good honor that's awesome um so there's all of these stories of people standing up and women specifically standing up and fighting for what they believe in against men who clearly don't respect them as people um and i hope that this happens in other places but i also it kind of makes me sad because like is the only way that women will be able to join politics when there's such a like big force against them yeah yeah that's kind of like what i was saying before like it's 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 it sucks if the way in is because of like pure necessity that yeah. like other people cannot stand up for people's rights but mm-hmm. um i don't know it's a i think it's it's a a quite inspiring it's so outcome. inspiring yeah makes you kind of want to run for political office but also not at all because it sounds <laughs> awful <laughs> um tune in for micah next week to talk about her um her, election uh, 2019 <laughs> canadian election race yeah woo! Alrighty, so on to the second half of our show where we talk about pop culture, fun stuff that totally does matter. It is things you can care about. And yeah, definitely. I think they make you happy. And just, just let people have things that make them happy is, I agree. is a, big, a big thing for me. So this week we're going to be talking about Beyonce's Coachella performance. Now, you've probably heard a whole heap about it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time of recording, Coachella was last weekend and then it will also be maybe it's right now it might be it might be as we're speaking right now we are on the east coast we um it is cold it's it's cold we're not in a desert we're not in a group selfie with shania twain we're not wearing uh, crop 
tucks and shorts, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with that wearing the Coachella <laughs> fashion. I do not do not feel too that. much glitter. Yeah, it looks um uncomfortable. Um, and I'm very pale. I don't think people want to see that much of me. Um, anyway, so Beyonce at Coachella. So this has been like one of the most hyped performances ever like everyone's been talking about it and everyone's been talking about it since especially because she couldn't do last year because she was pregnant yeah exactly exactly so it's been so hyped and then it happened and it was amazing and everyone's been like okay this is like bay slash beachella now like she Mm -hmm. she owns it this is the performance of the career and i mean for so many years i've just been like this persona of beyonce Mm -hmm. like beyonce has become a compliment like you would say to someone like oh my god you're so Beyonce and that mm-hmm. just means like you are this strong powerful woman that is like sexy and amazing and talented mm-hmm. and that's what Beyonce means now I mean I think there's like a video where she's talking to Oprah and Oprah's mm-hmm. like you are Beyonce and she's like thank you <laughs> or like um on the the Mindy project mm-hmm. she's uh trying to channel her inner warrior and she's like uh, your warrior name is Beyonce Pad Thai and <laughs> see like Beyonce has just yeah has a new meaning so what i wanted to talk a little bit about is where did that come from like Mm. how did beyonce become beyonce and how did we get to this coachella performance so it all started back in houston when beyonce was like nine years old and she was uh performing in a group in a talent show um you'll probably know about this if you've listened to her song flawless Mm -hmm. um where they uh, talk about how they came second place in it. I didn't know that's what Flawless was about. Yeah, you know the the little clip at the beginning where right. it's like young talent. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, that's be- so cool. Yeah, that's Beyonce's real like uh, girl group from when she was when she was little, um, and they came second. But eventually they got signed, and um, as Destiny's Child, they released um, lots of great music. Their second mm-hmm. song, Bills, 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 kind of set the tone for like mm-hmm. the beginning of Beyonce in my opinion that was this idea that like you know that she's an independent financially savvy woman who doesn't mm-hmm. need a man and that's still what Beyonce is about today yeah. it's still part of the image today and it's something that like women are really like yeah when they hear it so it all started back then and then you know it kept be- uh, Destiny's Child kept going and going and mm-hmm. getting more and more popular we had uh song independent woman on the charlie's angels soundtrack and i Mm -hmm. feel like that's important as well because charlie's angels is about these like three kick-ass women and it's like Mm -hmm. having these other three kick-ass women singing about it's really Mm -hmm. cool um and then eventually she had her first solo album in 2003 with Mm -hmm. uh dangerously in love and that that was amazing Mm -hmm. we all remember that um and yeah we kind of just have more and more like of a beyonce solo career as destiny's child eventually uh broke up so you know iconic songs like single ladies i think I that's probably single ladies question yeah hit what me do up. you think about the debate of non-single people dancing to single ladies oh care? like like can beyonce people, or no, like just, just like general. general can people in relationships dance to single ladies? i think they can but not with the same spirit as yeah. um a true a true single, a true lady, single lady can um yeah, that that would be that would be my take on it. I mm-hmm. feel like everyone should be Business able to dance to Beyonce. Of course. But I mean, there's a special special vibe that comes when if you're like, you know, you're nearly heartbroken maybe, mm-hmm. single ladies is a, a jam. Good song. Um You Wanna Know by the Alanis Morissette is my personal favorite. Um 
And I mean regular, like not regular people, <laughs> as if like, <laughs> as if single people are freaks or something. Um, but <laughs> people in relationships, they can sing it. Yeah. But you can't sing it with that same intensity that Kevin from The Office sings it when he does it for karaoke. Mm-hmm. That's my personal opinion. So she had like iconic songs like yeah. Single Ladies, which are again about this like empowering women thing. And um, then we had her marriage to Jay-Z. Iconic. Yeah. And it's not like in no way, shape or form am I saying that being married heightened her career mm. or Jay-Z like heightened her career. That is not what I'm saying. But everyone loves a power couple. They do. And, like, they are a power couple. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, it's all, like, it's it's, it's kind of hopeful when, like, celebrities marry normal. I'm mm-hmm. doing the bunny ears. Normal people. You call uh, these bunny ears? What do you call them? Quotation marks. Okay, I think Joey and Friends call them bunny ears. Uh, so I'm going to call them uh, bunny ears. I'm doing the bunny ears. Um, yeah, so, like, it's that that's kind of like, oh, okay, like, maybe if I become a waitress, I can marry Hugh Grant. But... Deep down, we all love a power couple. We, we all love when two, like, equally famous and fabulous people get together and, like, mm-hmm. stay together. And it's awesome. And that's kind of what happened for Jay-Z and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had her alter ego, Sasha Fierce, which we heard a lot about in, like, 2008, but, like, haven't really yeah, since then. Yeah, I completely forgot then. about her. Yeah, that, that was a thing. And she had the album, I Am Sasha Fierce. Right. Um, and that was sort of, like, again, this, like, empowered, like, fierce fierce woman mm-hmm. um i feel like beyonce doesn't need that anymore because she's like so fierce by herself beyonce. um yeah like she like how other people would use beyonce she was using sasha fierce and then was like wait what the heck i'm beyonce um and then another thing that's like has really created her star power mm-hmm. and this is kind of like unusual is that like her lack of interviews and media appearances mm-hmm. so she like goes to things but she doesn't really do like red carpet interviews she mm-hmm. doesn't like do stuff for like magazines or anything mm-hmm. she's like a really fantastic one with oprah a few years ago but like that's kind of the only place where people can sort of draw material from mm-hmm. which means that she gets to um release news on her terms like yeah. everything everything comes from her and that kind of like privacy around her I, I don't know I guess it kind of like elevates her and everyone's just always like hungry for, for more, more yeah. yeah so like releasing news on her terms for instance when she announced that she was pregnant with Blue Ivy at the 2011 VMAs do you feel like that was her like original Baychella moment I like, think that so was iconic. I think so I think that was iconic and then this has been like Oh, it's the Super Bowl was iconic as well, though. That's true. Super Bowl, yeah. So she's had a lot of iconic moments, but that was a big, a mm-hmm. big iconic one was when she was like, "I'm pregnant," and everyone mm-hmm. was like, what? "I still like remember I can Kanye see West's face I can, when like oh he and Jay Z are like yeah. hugging each other." Um, yeah, and then even more recently when she did the Instagram, the big floral photo shoot yeah. of her and her like mismatched underwear as if she's normal like Mm -hmm. us and doesn't have a Victoria's Secret in her bedroom um like I don't mean like a Victoria's Secret set I mean like she probably has a Victoria's Secret store like in her room um and like angels who like model the clothes and then she just picks them off them or something so yeah that was when she was uh pregnant with the twins Sarah and Rumi so again that was news that was released on her terms Mm -hmm. it wasn't this magazine photo shoot where she was giving people more information or anything mm-hmm. she just kind of dropped this photo and we were all like what and she dropped an album out of the blue too, yes right? she did that yep she just like dropped an album on itunes and everyone went into like a freaking frenzy mm-hmm. and that kind of showed her power as well so a bit like when 
Kylie Jenner was pregnant and like mm-hmm. no one said that she was pregnant mm-hmm. and like everyone was like wow imagine being that powerful and like surrounding yourself with that good people that no one yeah. no one screws you over and that's kind of what happened with Beyonce except hers was like a better kept secret um <laughs> I mean you know we all had suspicions about Kylie yeah. but no one knew about this Beyonce album and she just dropped it and not one of like the producers or the backup singers or like mm-hmm. anyone involved in like any of the videos or anything like mm-hmm. no one said anything and I was like that's amazing um so she also has had some pretty she's got like more political over the years as well so um she used the ted talk we should all be feminists Mm -hmm. in her song flawless um she wrote an op-ed piece about equality and like Mm -hmm. equal pay for women uh she had the formation music video which was this kind of like black power thing and it was the very like controversial image of her like sinking the police car yeah yeah um and yeah so that's kind of how we've we've led up to her being beyonce she's had from the very beginning being like very independent women woman like Mm -hmm. empowered voice um and then just building up with this kind of I don't know. I I want to say air of superiority, but like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like this mm-hmm. sort of elevated position where she's got this superstar marriage. Like she releases news on her own terms. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I remember when she said that she was pregnant with twins, and everyone was like, "Yes, of course, Beyonce would have twins. Like yeah. she couldn't just have one baby. She had to give us two. Like she's mm-hmm. that amazing." So then we have Coachella, and again, this was like a really political performance as yeah. well. She was the first. Um, black woman to headline Mm. the festival which is like really amazing um there was the anticipation that built last year when she had to cancel because she was pregnant and lady gaga took over um but yeah from the very beginning of the performance we had a really political message so um a lot of it was this um I guess, like, raising attention for historically black colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. So she had the iconic now, like, yellow hoodie, which had her, like, Greek letters on it. Yeah. And she did this sort of um, piece where it was, like, she was, like, welcoming, like, pledges in and stuff. Yeah. Um, And it was sort of like a homecoming Mm -hmm. event, which is, you know, like, it's, it's, it's really cool for these people to be able to see themselves represented like that that is awesome Mm -hmm. you had things like uh the marching band Mm -hmm. that she had performing like the whole time she sang the black national anthem Mm -hmm. um her husband jay-z and her sister solange came out um and there was a destiny's child reunion it was she feel like that's kind of cliched now like every time she does a big performance it's a destiny's child reunion yeah i was a little bit confused everyone was like whoa a destiny's child reunion i was like i feel this has happened before. Yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, this has happened, right? Like, yeah, it just always happens. I didn't. I didn't make that up. No. no. Okay. Right. It's happened. It's happened. Um. But it was. It was still pretty iconic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. And then, like, to top that off, uh, with her her charity, she will be giving one hundred thousand dollars to four historically black colleges and universities for the academic year twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen. Cool. So, um, you know, she's really, I guess, like putting her money where her mouth is, but also raising awareness for them as well and like mm-hmm. actually allowing these people to be represented which is really awesome um and yeah it was just like a performance that did not did not hold back mm-hmm. whatsoever and it was a joy to watch and i'm very much looking forward to this weekend
Thanks for listening to Different Things Could Be Sad. Uh, it's been a joy to do this first episode, and we really hope you tune in next month. Uh, we haven't decided what we're talking about yet, but yet. we will be announcing it on social media a few days in advance. Um, so our handle on Twitter and Instagram is at DTCBS Podcast, which obviously stands for different things can be sad, but you can only have like 15 characters or something on Twitter. So it's at DTCBS Podcast. Uh, you can find our personal uh, Twitter and Instagram. I am at Yasmin Lomax. I'm at Miss Clearwater. And we look forward to talking at you next month. Bye. Bye.